now to Australia, where they're facing those massive fires, already among the worst in that country's history. As exhausted volunteer crews work day and night. Soaring temperatures and strong winds fanned hundreds of blazes across three states. Exhausted firefighters powerless to halt the destruction. This past summer here in Australia has seen unprecedented bushfires across the country. The fire season is starting earlier and finishing later, as the impacts of climate change become increasingly destructive. And Australia isn't alone, with the United States having recently experienced some of the worst wildfires in decades throughout California. Firefighters are facing scenarios that they've never seen before. And as these extreme events become more frequent, learning how to battle them safely is a top priority for fire departments around the world. And many of them have found a solution in virtual reality. This is Moonshot, I'm Christopher Lawson, and today on the show, the next generation of firefighting, how VR is preparing firefighters for the real world through immersive training simulations. Producer James Parkinson has this story. All right, so I'm going to run through the... uh the, the setup process of, of strapping into the kit. Yep. Um, what I will do, I'll, I'll put your heat suit on. I'm at the headquarters of Flame Systems, just outside of Geelong in Victoria, Australia, and James Mullins is suiting me up for a test run of their VR training gear. Feels a bit like a life vest or something. A little bit, yes. <laughs> kind of the opposite, though. Flame Systems, that's F-L-A-I-M, were born out of Deakin University, and since the company's founding in 2017, they've been at the forefront of bringing new technology to firefighter training. My name's James Mullins. I'm the CTO, one of the founders of Flame Systems. We're a technology startup that delivers next-generation firefighter training. We started really as an internal project within Deakin University's Institute for Intelligent Systems Research and Innovation, or ISRI. Uh, so this is a, a research think tank out of the university that creates fairly applied outcome-driven uh, research. So we'd already taken the technology through to a fairly high technology readiness level. It was, it was sort of being tested. We were at that stage where we had to decide what to do with the IP that we'd created to be able to take that technology out into the real world. And, and the way we were going to do that was Deakin invested in it basically to create a startup. As a professor at Deakin with a background in haptics, that's technology that stimulates the senses of touch and motion, James and his team spent several years developing virtual reality training technology, and they saw a real need for what they were building in firefighting. We thought we could develop training technologies for firefighters that enabled them to experience what it feels like to be inside a fire. Now, one of my other backgrounds is I'm also a volunteer firefighter here in Victoria, about 26 years. Uh, I'm third generation, so sort of grew up on a fire truck, I guess. And we, we sort of saw a need with some of the environmental impacts we're seeing these days due to contamination of firefighting foams in our training grounds that firefighters probably aren't seeing as much training as we have in the past. And we wanted to create a, an immersive technology that enabled firefighters to really get in there and feel what it feels like to be a firefighter, experience it, make mistakes in the virtual environment. And, uh, and, and that's what we've really worked hard on over the past six or seven, eight years in development and as a company for the past three years. 
Training simulators have been used for years across many industries, like aviation and the military. They're by no means a replacement for essential physical training, but are meant to supplement real-world exercises. And that's the same strategy behind Flames technology. We don't want to replace hot firefighter training. Uh, firefighters don't want that at all. What we are trying to do is reduce exposure due to carcinogens and the, and the impact of firefighting foams and agents that have been a, a big challenge for firefighters globally. But we want to be able to put them into scenarios that they can't create with their traditional training environments. Firefighting has traditionally been a very apprenticeship-based model. So we uh, you know, learn on the job or we travel to a training ground. And we, we sort of do see the same thing every time, which is not ideal from a training continuum perspective. We want to continually evolve and see new things. So the benefit of virtual reality really is that we can put you in front of all sorts of weird and wacky scenarios that you may or may not ever see in, in your career as a firefighter. And, and see how you behave. And we want you to make mistakes in virtual reality. We want you to give you things that you won't see day to day. And we want to see how you behave. And, and we want you to learn from that ultimately. James talks about a fully immersive experience. And to deliver this, the Flame Trainer has several components. There's, of course, the software and a VR headset. But they took things even further with a special heat suit and a custom-built fire hose that mimics the real thing. We've got a, a great capacity here down in Geelong to, to be able to rapidly develop technologies. And, and so really, we wanted to start with full immersion. So there's, there's plenty of other people that work in the virtual reality space. We're a little bit different in that we do that full user experience. So we can heat you up to over 100 degrees. So we developed a heat suit. We sat down there. We looked at the technologies that we could use to heat people up safely. And, and we developed these you know, heat pads and heat sensing systems that go underneath a, a firefighter's protective equipment. And then we wanted the full physicality of the firefight. So if you've ever held a fire hose, it, it's a lot of work. It's hard work if you don't know or don't hold it correctly and don't have the right technique. So we developed a, what we call a haptic fire hose or force feedback fire hose. So you hold it and you turn it on and you get kicked back and it'll pull you off your feet if you're not prepared, much like a real fire hose will. And then we wanted to tie in the, the breathing and the respiration and things like that so that we can uh, capture an understanding of you know how much someone's breathing, how much air usage they're, they're using. Uh, which is critical in in an internal search and rescue task to find out how much people are breathing and how how stressed they are in those environments, and then we created the backpack and and all of the all of the technologies really came together. Um, if you'd asked me four or five years ago whether this was possible, it wouldn't be, and it's really because of the gamification of virtual reality that's enabled us to to get you know consumer hardware at a price point that's that's achievable for for fire departments and militaries around the world to be able to use realistically day to day in training. The whole system is really well integrated, but the interesting thing about Flame's approach is that the hardware was actually developed first, then the software and VR tech was built around it, and the fire hose itself was something that had never been done before. We were lucky enough to get a patent on this globally, and well, I was shocked and surprised that no one else out there had done something like this. I think most inventors will think that, I guess, if if you create something, you think surely someone else has come up with this idea. But it's, it's a pretty simple winch-based system that's basically providing the, the force feedback proportional to the flow rate and, and water pressure that you've you've selected in, in your branch or nozzle. Um, the heat suit has four different heat pads around the body that will heat up depending upon your proximity to the fire and your height off the ground. and which way you're facing. Um, then we capture your respiration rate, so we're detecting how much air that you're using from your mask and playing back the lung demand valve sounds, and your, it sounds like Darth Vader, obviously, when you're breathing through a, an SCBA, a, a breathing apparatus. 
So all that hardware communicates with our computer that sits in our backpack inside the, the breathing apparatus that we wear uh, via a combination of Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. And then we have a, an instructor tablet so the instructor can control the, all aspects of the, the fire intensity, uh, the different scenarios, pump pressures and, and suppressants and so forth. So the instructor forms both the pump operator for the fire truck as well as the instructor role. Flame Systems have a team of about nine developers who have built the virtual reality software, which puts the user in a variety of environments and training scenarios, creating a detailed simulation. We've got an amazing physics engine that we've created. Uh, we use the Unity game engine as, as the baseline for everything we do, but then on top of that, we put our physics engine on top. And that's modelling temperatures and materials and fire spread and and suppressant effectiveness onto different surfaces and things like that. And then we've got our artists that work very closely with them to create those amazing effects, so the foam, water, fire, smoke, charring. And, and really in that computer software side of things, we're working with probably the three or four hardest things that we have to model, and that's fire, water, smoke and, and foam. Uh, when we've got all those particle systems and fluids and so forth, it is really, really challenging to do, especially at, at VR frame rates at 90 frames a second. So I'm, I'm constantly in awe of, of what those guys do. And those environments are anything from aircraft incidents through to fires on ships, through to car accidents, um, petrol tankers that are leaking fuel on, on fire. Uh, we've got a heap of different structural environments, urban, rural interface fires, farm environments, grass fires. So, so really anything you can think of, we've, we've got different fire types. So we've got some electric vehicles, for example, very hard to fight fire on a, a simulated vehicle currently in the real world. So that's why we created in the virtual world where, you know, the, your imagination is really the limit of, of what we can create. And, and then, you know, tying it into our hardware, it's all about trying to create the, the real equipment. We use real firefighting gear and we instrument it. We put all the electronics inside our, our branches or nozzles to be able to determine flow rates and water patterns and things like that. So when firefighters get kitted up, they feel as if they're in the real gear and everything in their hands feels real. And after this short break, I suit up and get hands-on with the Flame Trainer. Alright, so slide yourself into this one, James. So this is the standard firefighting jacket. Wow. It uh, feels no. like it. <laughs> Great for the snow, keep it nice and warm. <laughs> James Mullen says that many people in firefighting services were initially sceptical of a virtual reality system until they actually experienced it for themselves. And he was kind enough to give me a demonstration. Now, I'm going to put your headset on. So you've been cool. in virtual reality before? Uh, briefly once. Briefly once? Yeah. All right. So let me just turn this guy on. So I'm wearing a special heat vest underneath a thick and heavy firefighter's jacket. I've got a VR headset on, the Vive Pro model from HTC. I'm also wearing a backpack unit which contains a computer and other electronics. And I'm holding Flame's painted fire hose that mimics the pressure and force of the real thing. Now we haven't put the mask on you today as well, so yep. often we'd be, you know, be capturing air usage as well. All right, have a bit of a look around for me. Cool. So you're in a refinery here. Yep. You've got a spreading fuel fire, so it's a liquid fuel fire that's, right. that's sort of coming out you. So you uh -huh. want to pull back on that top handle, so pull back on here. Yep. 
yeah. the more you pull back, Whoa. the more force you're going to get. That's quite a lot. <laughs> so you can push that fire around, you can push that liquid around, but you won't necessarily yeah. put it out. So you're going to ask me for foam soon as a fire. Right. So I can give you foam. <laughs> now on the front, you can give me this hand for a sec. Yep. Under here. Now you adjust it this way. Okay. You can change between a fog pattern and a jet pattern. So oh, much cool. like on your garden hose, you can yeah. change it from a jet through to a, a big wide spray. And we can start to, to lay down that, that foam blanket. Oh, it's got some pull on it. Bit of a workout. <laughs> yeah. Now you're not all the way on yet, so I'm going to push you on all the way. Yep. And I can dial you up so I can give you more pump pressure. Oh. And give you a little bit more. How's yep. that feel? That's pretty, pretty tough. <laughs> so it's, it's all about you know, getting that front foot forward, yep. really leaning into it, getting it tucked into your hip and getting yep. a nice triangle with the hose so you've got plenty of strength there. Alright, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to show you a couple of different other scenarios. So cool. feel free to turn your water off. So put yep. this hand back up on top again, up on the handle, pull it yep. forward, have a bit of a rest. Cool. Immediately, I could see why the flame trainer is making such an impression. The weight of the equipment, the amount of heat generated, and the incredible force of the hose. It's a total sensory experience that I really wasn't prepared for. If it was just VR alone, it might not have had the same impact. But the hardware in this kit is what throws you into the experience and forces you to act. James went on to show me a range of other scenarios like residential fires, aircraft fires, and then finally a grass fire that definitely caught me off guard. Oh, it's getting closer. Yeah, it's jumped ahead of itself. So you might want to get a little bit more fog to protect yourself. So on the front. Yep. That's it. Yep. Right, I'm going to stop you there, James. <laughs> How was yeah. that? I'll yeah. back to the real world. Cheers. Definitely failed that last step. <laughs> the fire was gone a bit too close. That's definitely something, thank you. No problems at all. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> that definitely pulls on the arm. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Good. Firefighting is a very traditional industry, which is a challenge for flame. But getting people to suit up and try the technology for themselves has been a big part of their success. There's a common saying that it's 200 years of tradition unimpeded by progress. That's certainly far from the truth. We, we've got a lot of innovation in the fire service, but this is a big step and it, it's a big change from the traditional doctrine and, and really it's about educating what the art of the possible is. Uh, and that's something you know our team is really excited about, taking it out into the field, showing people sometimes three or four times before they'll then go through the procurement. We've got plenty of naysayers that have sat around watching our presentations in the past, arms crossed, sitting at the back of the room with a bit of a scowl on their face. And they're the ones we drag into our system and they're the ones that then go out and get all their friends and get them to come back and have a go. So VR really, you need to put people inside it. They need to experience it to really understand what what they can achieve with this kind of training. Some of our early adopters were, were people like the US Air Force. So once you've got them on board, people start to take notice, I guess. But really it is about putting people inside the system, getting them to experience it, getting instructors on board to say, well, this is how I can teach my next generation of firefighters. So it's, it's about sort of communicating what it is and what it isn't. Flame's approach is certainly working, and having experienced it for myself, it's easy to see the value this tech can add to training. The Flame Trainer is now used by fire departments around the world and they're able to collect all the feedback from users to continually improve the product and offer new features.
We're in about 16 countries and, you know, in, in two and a half years of operation, I think that's pretty good. So uh, we continually go to all sorts of weird and wonderful places to do our installs. Uh, we've got distributors in about seven or eight countries now and a great bunch of people around, around the world that are continually giving us feedback. All of our feedback really comes from our, our user community, things that they want. We, we start with the training outcomes that people want and we work backwards. So we're working with the aviation community. They'll tell us we've got a specific type of aircraft that we have a challenge with. We want to create these environments or something we don't see, but when we do see it, we want to be prepared for it. Same for bushfire and wildfire. We're creating experiences at the moment so that people can um, maybe get in early and look at asset protection for a property, being able to determine whether a property is defensible or not before they even get into the firefight itself. So so for us, it's not about the firefight. It's about doing that dynamic risk assessment, looking at the environment, understanding the risks, the exposures and the challenges in that environment and basically deciding whether to stay and protect or whether to get out of there and fight another day, I guess. Creating virtual reality software takes a lot of skill to develop, so Flame went about recruiting artists and developers who could help them reach their goals for the project. Many of their team could be working in the gaming industry, but chose to work with Flame on a unique product that's making a real difference. We pulled uh, some of our young developers from the game industry coming in very early. Uh, they, they did some internship with us effectively, and, and we went in and, and pitched to about I think it was about 150 uh, game developers and said, look, we're looking for people to do this kind of work. Can you help us out uh, or can you apply to do a little bit of work with us? And I think we had about 50 people come back wanting to work for us. So it was really interesting to see that there was such a, a, a strong interest in, I guess, the real applied side of, of, of the game industry going into, into the training space. And then we're working with a company in Melbourne that you know really looks after the main part of the, the development EXP a company out of South Melbourne that really ties everything together for us and you know, big, strong game design experience, a lot of Unity experience. And then we've got our artists as well that tie into those as well. So it's, it's, it's really this ecosystem of, of everyone working together collaboratively and it, it's pretty exciting to be around. And after the break, what the future looks like for Flame Systems and how they're bringing their technology to the public. Flame Systems are one of the leading companies in the VR training space, but this is just the beginning. The potential of their technology and similar projects across the emergency services industry is huge. Here's James Mullins. We've got a roadmap out three or four years from now, um, probably at five years really about where we want to be and, and what we're creating is an ecosystem. So we're, we've got the hardware, the software as it stands currently, but we're going to continue to add pieces of hardware. So as a firefighter, we'll be putting in things like gas detectors and thermal cameras and other tools that they'll need to do their job. You know, we work in the emergency services sector, so we're, we're looking more broadly across road accident rescue and things like that. Uh, in the fire services, a lot of people that have come through the fire service, they, there's a lot of unknown unknowns for them in technology. So it's about us really going out and showing what can be done. So we've got a lot of different operational technologies. We, I, I think, you know, the fire truck will evolve into the future. I think the firefighter will evolve significantly into the future. Uh, there's a lot of technologies around. We're working with some companies in the US. Uh, as firefighters now, you can see through smoke. There's a, a great technology out of the US that enables the firefighter to walk around. Uh, using a head-up display effectively and, and see as if it was 
um, broad daylight effectively. Uh, that'll be a game changer for us. Um, you know, understanding what the fire's behaviour is doing in real time. Uh, there's a number of technologies coming out of um, some of the work that's that's happening over at NASA at the moment, JPL, for example, uh, that'll enable us to scrape data feeds and social media and, and give information to first responders more accurately than than what we've had in the past. And certainly, as we we continue to um, virtualise our cities and our environments, our firefighters. When we go into a building now, we, we really go in blind. We, we go into a building we've never been inside before. I think in the future we'll have models of our environments. A firefighter on the way to the fire will be able to jump into a VR headset perhaps, go for a walk through that building so that when they get there, they've developed some muscle memory and they can understand what it's going to be like before they get there. Wow, that sounds like something that, that could be really impactful because I guess they can look out for potential dangers, maybe an area that they might have some gas tanks in it or something like that, that they may not have known before um, in terms of, yeah, mapping out a building before they even get into it. It's pretty um, pretty advanced stuff. Oh, look, it's certainly going to happen. It's just a matter of when and, and that's something that we're certainly passionate about and certainly something we're working on and, and interested in. And this is a community. So we're working with people all over the world in this space and, and that's a fairly tight-knit community, smart firefighting work around the world and some of our distributors are really on board with that. And for us, it's you know what we do in our virtual reality training enables us to, to then work on the next generation technology from there as well. So it, it, it's continuing to evolve. Now, personally, I've never used a fire extinguisher before, and I'm probably not alone in that. And if your first encounter with a fire extinguisher is trying to put out a fire in your home or office, that might be a problem. And it's one that Flame is aiming to solve with their latest product, which uses similar VR and hardware technology to train everyday people. We've got another product called Flame Extinguisher that we've just launched uh, six months ago, and probably that's been really, really interesting for us because that means we're putting it in the hands of the consumer, the public. Uh, we've got some big housing developments down here, and I guarantee about 99% of the public wouldn't have a fire extinguisher or a fire blanket. So we, as a fire brigade, locally take out this headset, put the public into it, show them what a fat fire looks like on their stove or a, you know, a fire in the bedroom looks like and get them to use a virtual fire extinguisher to put that out and show them what happens if you put water on a fat fire or show them you know, the correct application of um, foam or, or dry chemical powder or something. So being able to see the public and small kids really getting educated in how to use a fire extinguisher is really exciting for us and, and certainly we're seeing a massive impact in that space. Seems to be a, a real common tactic for a lot of uh, technology startups that may have an industry kind of focus like this. And a lot of the times they do end up going with a consumer model or a consumer product that sits alongside kind of their main, you know, application. What made you think that, you know, we definitely need to get something into the hands of, of the public as well? Well, I think it's just industry pool. We've got a lot of firefighters that say, look, we'd love to be able to get people to respond to fire with fire extinguishers early on, that means we wouldn't have to do as much work. So we sort of looked at why people aren't using fire extinguishers and I think they're a little bit scared about them. They, they see them on the wall but have never used them. Uh, in some countries of the world, for example, uh, it's required that you demonstrate the use of a fire extinguisher every year. Now that doesn't happen in a lot of places, I'm sure, but people really need to know what happens if they do have a small fire, that they can pull the fire extinguisher off the wall and get into it quickly. And, and we're finding that fire departments are buying it so that they can go out into the community and show them how to, how to be that first responder effectively. Moonshot is a production of Lawson Media and it's hosted by me, Christopher Lawson. 
James Parkinson mixed, produced, scripted and voiced this episode. Our theme music comes from Breakmaster Cylinder and our artwork is by Andrew Millist. If you enjoy this show, then you might want to get your hands on some great Moonshot merch. You can head across to podmerch.co. We've got stickers, hoodies, t-shirts, many great items to help inspire you to pursue your next Moonshot. So that's podmerch.co. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Moonshot Pod. We're going to take a break for the next couple of months while we revamp the show. And in the meantime, you might want to check out our other podcast, Building a Unicorn. It explores what it takes to build a big global business. It features deep dive interviews with some of the most successful entrepreneurs around. So that's Building a Unicorn. You can find it in your favorite podcast app. And we'll speak to you again on Moonshot in a couple of months.